All right, check, level check. Check those levels. Which level? Oh, I found the warp this zone. Is, I'll say this is one one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and whatever you want it to be about. Write us at podcast at zerostars.co and we'll make the podcast about what you send us a message about. Yeah, pretty much anything. Literally almost anything. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you forgot to introduce who you are. Oh, yeah. Who am I? You're Bob. Write us and tell me who I am. (laughs) I'm uh, Bob. Identify me, and Bob will Bob will will work in that persona for the entire. I will of the I will podcast. adopt any persona that you send in. I am a blank slate, right on me. Uh, but my name is Bob, and my name is Matt, and we're going to talk about video games. Uh, in fact, we're going to just jump right. We're into jumping video right games. into it, man. We got yeah. nothing else, so we're going to start with the news. <laughs> All right. So first news item. Valve buys Campo Santo. Oh, I think I saw. I think I thought that this, this was a dream. Yesterday. It happened yesterday. I saw this late <laughs> at night, right before going to sleep. Then woke up this morning thinking I dreamt that Valve bought Campo Santo. Yes. Yeah, Why would crazy. Valve buy Campo Santo? Well, Valve is on a weird kick lately. I don't know if you knew this, where Gabe got out there and said that Artifact, which is their card game, yeah, which they're developing with the creator of Magic: The Gathering. Oh, he's the designer of that game. What's that guy's name? Uh, Will Richard something? Garfield. Richard Will William Garfield. I think it's Richard. Uh, Jim Davis. I, yep. <laughs> so uh, Gabe got out there, and when they were talking about Artifact, and they revealed that the magic dude was the one behind it, uh, he said it's quote the first of several games coming from Valve soon, which is a weird thing for Gabe Newell to say. And then, uh, just yesterday, they bought Campo Santo, developers of Zero Star's critical hit, Firewatch. Yeah, and they've got an upcoming game called, like, In the Valley of the Ancients. Or the, in the Valley, in of, the the Valley of the Gods. And it happens in... Uh, well, now it's probably going to be In the Valley of the Ancients or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. In the Valley of the defense Artifact. Of the, <laughs> in the Valley of the Defense of the... Yeah. Two. Um, so, In the Valley of the Gods actually looks really cool. Um, it's like you're an Egyptian egyptologist or something and there's like another person with you which yeah. is pretty neat like it seems kind of ambitious coming from them you know given that they firewatch didn't really have any other people in it yeah they went out of their way not to model other human he, figures humans. Yeah. This, the, everything in that game that's coming up looks cool uh but apparently valve is going to let them do whatever they want and it really reframes valve for me um because they've kind of purchased stuff before like i guess this is basically what happened in some ways with uh left for dead yeah you're right i mean this is this seems like a new move to to bring on a a studio and then just give them kind of like full it it reframes valve for me as like a record label Hmm. uh because they also can like they control distribution right and then the idea that maybe they would just buy a bunch of smaller developers and just fund them because campo santo has a blog post about this and they're very open that it's an opportunity for them to get access to better technology and money. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea that, you know, in the traditional like record model, 
you kind of get to make whatever you want, but there's somebody else there who's like, should have some hits on it, boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I would bet that this is that route. And it makes me think about, you know, you think about Spotify wants to be a record label on some weird level. You sense, uh, like, at a certain point, why do you need a record label if you can just make a deal with Spotify for distribution? Yeah. And so I, th- I start to think about, okay, maybe that's what Valve wants to be. They do say, though, that uh, Campo Santo games will continue to go on all platforms, so they're not going to be PC-focused. That makes sense, and I'm not super surprised by that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next Campo Santo joint, um, especially because they really kind of avoid violence in their games in a way that's really yeah. satisfying. It's cool. It's very cool. Um, I'm also now extraordinarily curious about what the other games are coming from Valve. Is it Half-Life 3? Are we going to go on the limb and say that it's Half-Life 3? No. I don't think I don't think Half-Life 3 is ever coming out. Hasn't Gabe Newell basically just said? Not Gabe Newell. Other people have kind of said just that, said it, that it's, it's never just, happening. Well, that it kind of kept stalling. I feel like if it's ever going to happen, it would just be a complete reboot of the entire series. There's no continuing story. I think that they just drop it and they maybe they don't even bring back Gordon Freeman. That they Whoa. they just enter the same world, but with, from a totally new angle, and that is essentially yeah. I mean, maybe they announce it as something else, and then they pull a Final Fantasy 15, where they just like slowly change the text on like of, yeah. the, of the title. People so. lose their minds. Yeah, I mean, that'd I do, be fun, man. I really, I really hope I get to see that in my lifetime, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm curious though, because it feels like Valve has just been kind of coasting in terms of development, and yeah. so I'm very excited to see where they go if I they go too. anywhere, and whether these games are internally developed or whether it's another Campo Santo situation where yeah. they are in the process of purchasing other, or That's maybe have question. already purchased and just haven't announced. I am very curious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that might never come out, Dark Souls Remastered on the Switch delayed. 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 It used to be uh, scheduled for May 25th. Now it is just labeled summer. Um, I believe it's later this summer. Yeah, I, something I, they didn't lines? put a date on it, which is no. pretty telling. But the uh, this is just for the Switch, right? The yes. PS, PS4 and Xbox One and PC updates are all... Everything else remains on the 25th. So the question is, Matt, does this change your purchasing decision? Oh, we're going to see how bored I am come <laughs> come late May. Right now, I feel like I have a game that I could play for a very long time. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that game is Spelunky. Oh, well. No. Yeah. It actually kind of is Spelunky. I was going to say, you'll always go back to Spelunky. Yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying Spelunky lately. But I, I honestly am not thinking about Dark Souls. I, hadn't, I was kind of hoping that that would just drop and I wouldn't be thinking about it. So, no, I probably will wait until... Until the time is right. It seems like a good move because they showed the Switch version at PAX and they showed Blight Town specifically and it runs okay. Yeah, any more time. Delays are not a bad thing. It's the Miyamoto saying that that you probably remember and I don't. But Uh, a bad game. A good game is delayed. A good game is delayed once and a bad game is bad forever forever, or something like that. Yeah, and it's very true. I don't want a shitty Dark Souls port on the Switch, and the team that's doing it is the team that did La Noire for the Switch, and that didn't turn out super hot, from what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know if uh, the hype was really there in the same way that it is for this, but it's true. I mean, the pressure's on, which is why I think it is a good thing that they are delaying, and they can delay it. Like we've got plenty of games, guys. Yes, like, there, there, is, a there are a lot of games, games. and I've <laughs> already played this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of games. Blop, blop. 
Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is multiplayer only. I mean, no, 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 no. Correction. I read somewhere online that there's the possibility that the zombie mode might have a single player version. The, where you can you can literally play it if you want alone. The Polygon source says that there is some element of cooperative play. But so Polygon has a story. Basically, they have a source somewhere deep within Activision's deep dark belly. And uh they emerged to tell these polygoners that the single player campaign basically was like a development issue. It was going slow, it was falling behind, and it wasn't gonna make it for the release date, so they canned it. And they've expanded the multiplayer and the zombies mode. So there's going to be cooperative elements there. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be a proper campaign. This also does dovetail quite nicely with the other rumor that uh, they're remastering Modern Warfare 2. You get choked up whenever you talk about it. I do. (laughs) Um, They're remastering Modern Warfare 2, but only the single player. Yes. And so this is just the most mind boggling. Well, I, uh, there's one, a couple two. things here, yeah. one of which is that means that they can sell you a $60 new game and a $20 old game, and you get essentially the content of a whole game for $80. Bucks. Uh, mm. What's more, there's an incredible quote in this story from Activision. Activision says, we don't comment on rumor and speculation. We look forward to revealing Black Ops 4 on May 17th, <laughs> which... It seems like they did by saying that it's Black Ops 4. Uh, So, wow, pull back the curtain, Activision. It's just a really weird way to phrase it. Um, So I guess that this the thinking here is that no Russian is so good that it can carry Call of Duty for two years out of (laughs) Call of Duty's life. I think that. I mean, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over this, whatever. Fuck it. But uh, it kind of boggles my mind that they would work on a single-player campaign and then just completely ditch it. And this is, I mean, I'm sure that this happens constantly. When you're reading through that, all I could think was like, man, I wish that someone would just like give some sort of like a C team, sit them down and just be like, you need to make a two-hour campaign. I, two hours. That is a great idea. Perfect it. And that's how you get like a incredible shit like Titanfall 2. Well, and Titanfall like, 2 is actually the length of a normal Call of Duty campaign. Yes, Titanfall 2 is a relatively long campaign, yeah. it, but it never really drags. But I mean, if you could, mm-hmm. if you just had two hours and you just make like a two-hour perfect campaign... I have often wondered why that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, there's... To me, it's like, especially if it was couched in something like a Call of Duty or a Titanfall or one of these games where the multiplayer component is so deep. People are literally buying these games for the multiplayer. Yes. There's like... People never play the single-player campaign. Well, I think Titanfall 2 kind of change that calculus a bit i mean but for call of duty players because i feel like call of duty players just buy call of duty they don't buy titanfall 2 yeah i think kind of the problem yeah that was the issue with titanfall 2 is that you and i buy titanfall 2 yeah the critics buy titanfall 2 that's so good but like call of duty players don't play call of duty for the campaign yeah so the real like realistically they should just do like a two hour some sort of a two hour like low on cinematics like just hyped up Call of Duty campaign that's just perfect so that you get the critical praise for that kind of thing. And then everyone's like, and also the multiplayer is just as deep as it's ever been. I don't know what Call of Duty is anymore. And this to me, Black Ops always was the most story focused of them all. And it had this crazy 
you know, multi-game spanning storyline involving number stations and the Vietnam War. And, and Gary Oldman. Yeah, like everything was off the rails in it from day one. And I'm sure it seems like the narrative version in three, was it? Where it had branching paths and was extremely narrative focused. That's true. Yes, there was one of them that was that had branching paths. And and they, br- they brought in like, like screenwriters like David S. Goyer, the guy who did like Batman and they stuff. They were doing real work on it. Yes. And so it's strange to me that this is the one where they jettison the single player. Agreed. Which makes me wonder whether... I mean, maybe the maybe they will release like a single player that's, DLC at I, some point. That sounds within the realm of possibility. Yeah. And if that's the case, and if we think about it as okay, they get you for sixty on this. They get you if you want a single player right now for twenty on Modern Warfare Remastered, Modern yeah. Warfare Two. And then they get you for another thirty later for another like another twenty maybe for plus, another campaign plus all the DLC for the multiplayer. It it seems to me like they're really just trying to parcel out all the component parts, yeah, so that they can just get people for more money, and which makes can, sense. You can it's go expensive. all the cart, but frankly, you want you everything. want the whole thing. So I mean, I wonder. You raise a good question though. You said like you said I don't even know what Call of Duty is anymore. And I think that what if if you ask the average person what is Call of Duty, what do they respond with? You and I immediately we probably think of Modern Warfare Two. We think of like yes. the campaign in Modern Warfare Two. I think of the multiplayer in Modern Warfare Two. Okay, I very much think of the campaign, but that's that's reasonable yeah, too. I mean, but I, I, then, I just I mean, think of Modern Warfare. I think 2. of Modern Warfare Warfare Two's like uh, <laughs> Warfare. <laughs> God of Warfare. <laughs> uh, I definitely think of like the multiplayer as well, but I think about that campaign for sure. Um, and I think that that's probably maybe not what most people think of. And I'd be kind of curious, like what the man on the street like what, response is. Well, I remember at the time the that Black Populi? Ops came out, Black Ops was like the best-selling Call of Duty, and I want to say it still might be. Like I, I think that surprised. the Black Ops games are the most successful ones. Which makes it even stranger to me that they're backing off of the single player in it. Like, I'm just surprised that Activision didn't throw more people at it, which I, I don't think is like a great solution to a problem, yeah. but I'm just surprised they're not trying for it. I am, I am too, and that's why we can't trust the rumors, and we shouldn't be speculating on rumors, and we have to wait until they announce. Until they announce. Announce Black, Black Ops, Ops 4, 4 on May 17th. All right, so here's the real story this week. All right, hit it with the real story. Did you read Jason Schreier's article about the development of Mafia 3? No. Okay, Jason Schreier, our favorite journalist, wrote on Kotaku a lengthy expose on the development of uh, Mafia 3, which was a game that was okay, right? Yeah, that was Hangar... Hangar 13, I think? Hangar 13. I should have written that down, and I didn't. Unlucky 13. Uh, so this this development house built this game 2k owns them yeah right 2k owns something else bioshock bioshock so at the end of this story this story's going on and you're like i kind of don't care about the development of mafia 3 because like uh, like especially if it's like within the realm of this is also the publisher of gta yeah i know which crime focused car driving game i would like to play i think that it has a really interesting development story though i haven't read this piece but i've read about it otherwise i mean just because of what the, the buttons that they were trying to push yeah i, I guess that they were kind of reaching yes and uh, it was in, in interesting conceits and stuff but anyway go ahead i don't want to derail it's all good at the end of this uh they talk about how <laughs> number one this Hangar 13 or whatever, is working on a game that's music-focused where, quote, music is the weapon. 
Uh, mm. And this is not going great. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah, it'll blow your mind to know that this was unfocused. <laughs> wrong kind of bowstrings. Whoops. Um, so that's not going great. And everyone is frustrated because somewhere shadowy within 2K, there is a team that is recruiting from across the video game industry for quote unquote Parkside, which is the code name for a new Bioshock game. Parkside. Yes. What a great name. Such a good code name. I'm getting tingles right now just thinking about it. The best Disneyland ride you have never been on. Yes. Parkside. Parkside. So then like it's funny because everybody in this article seems to openly acknowledge that this is a thing, that it's hiring. Yeah. That everybody knows it's Bioshock. This is not the story. Yeah. Though they do have a picture. Uh, from Bioshock Infinite in the story because they know that this is the actually interesting part of this yeah. article where you're just like, wait a minute, did you just confirm that <laughs> Record Bioshock? Scratch? Yeah, yeah. Like, hold up. Um, and uh, then they, they actually have a quote from somebody who says, it's not ready to show, but they're doing a bunch of weird experiments and stuff. So the question is, number one, what do you name a game after your last one was called Infinite? Elliptical. Do you think they'd just call it Bioshock? I think I'll... My money is that this is a very late stage, this generation game, and it's called Bioshock. Maybe cross-platform launch with the new consoles in like 2020. Dude, I don't know. First of all, I don't think that there's going to be new consoles by 2020. Um, Second of all, I don't know if you think it's too early to call it Bioshock. It's not Doom. It's not Doom 2018. Bioshock 2007 slash Bioshock 2020. I don't... I think it's too soon still. That's still that's a while, man. That it's actually been, might be the difference between the like It's been a long yeah. time since Bioshock Infinite. It like it's and I'm I, just I, thinking I feel about like the first Bioshock. in the human memory, it's been a long time since Bioshock Infinite. And Bioshock Infinite was such a just whether or not you think it succeeded, and I think it kind of did. It's only been five years. It hasn't even but it been feels it's, just, like it's been almost ever. exactly five years, it actually. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah. Ken Levine has disappeared off the face of the earth. We don't know where he is. He's working with his ghost story team to to make new narrative experiences. Yeah. Meanwhile, Parkside lurks in the shadows. I mean, the better question is like what who is heading up this team? I'm glad it's not Ken Levine. Oh yeah. But like is it Warren Spector? <laughs> like, Whoa. Dude, that like, would be a baller but, move. No, what they really need to do is that they need to... They, it's like Super Mario Odyssey. They need to take everybody, not the people who made the System Shock games, not the people who worked at Looking Glass. They need the people who grew up yes. on Looking Glass yes. and can redefine everything. So like, don't even... Not the Prey guys, and Prey is a fantastic game. Talk about a successor to Bioshock. I think Prey is excellent. Yeah, it's right in that vein. It's right in that vein. And I really I really love Prey. But I think that that is precisely... I mean, you need you need brand new blood. The young and the hungry need to go after Parkside. Oh. And they need to come up with... Only they would come up with a name like Parkside. Ken Levine would have been like, would have been like Opus 8 or something <laughs> like that. It would have been like aggrandized. And like Parkside implies that they know exactly what the fuck they are making. I hope so, man. I'm so curious. I'm actually really excited. Like, And I would not it's, have been excited if it weren't for that, for that secret code yes, name. Yes, totally. And it's one of those things where I feel like I'm getting suckered by the marketing for a game that oh, doesn't yeah. even actually exist. And they already got me. Like, it it's doesn't paperwork. matter. I don't. I am super curious what they'll what they'll name it. Oh um, yeah. I kind of. What if they just deviate entirely? You know what? The more I think about it, the more I think that maybe they will just call it Bioshock. It's hundred, dude. I I would put actual money. I'll bet you right now, right here on the podcast, in the eyes of God, 
20 American dollars. Okay, that so game it, is called Bioshock. The, the get, okay, so no if, subtitle. It's not, if it's not called Bioshock, you get 20 bucks. I get, okay. We are shaking hands. It's sealed. <laughs> the uh, pact is with sealed. With a kiss. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, that game's called Bioshock. No question. All right. All right. I look forward to playing it either way. I know, dude. I am psyched. Oh, man. That, that got me really excited. I know. Now we're having fun. Yeah. All right. So we should talk. You know <laughs> before what's not we have, fun? Yeah. Before we have too much fun, because there's a game that I really want to talk about. Oh, there's a game we really yeah, want to really, talk about. But first, we have to talk about the game that we don't like. We played A Way Out. A Way Out is by Hazelight Studios. Yes. The uh, former director of Brothers. A game that I love. Brothers, if you have not played it. Such a great game. Fantastic game. I believe it's on the modern consoles. I believe they did port yeah. it. And so you should get it because it's so much fun and it's a great way to just spend an afternoon and a cool narrative thing. And it uses video game mechanics in an interesting narrative way. And I love it. It is in some ways truly revolutionary in yes. a very quiet way. I totally and agree. It's so rev- The fact that it's so revolutionary and so smart would make you think, holy shit, these people know exactly what they're doing and they know the direction that any video game should move in. I can't wait for them to make something else now that they've got one under their belt. Yeah. And they made something else. And it is a game called A Way Out and you are... It's it's meant to be played co-op, which is a very cool idea. Cool idea. You you have to play it co-op. It's split screen, no matter what. Yeah. And so we played it together on the couch. We did not complete this game. No, we haven't. We've probably gotten about halfway through. I I want to say I think we're a little further, but it's we're hard probably to tell. further. Yeah, it's very hard to tell. Um, we've, we've played like four to five hours. Of yeah. This video so you're game. two guys. You're in a prison. You work together. It's you find a way the, out. Yeah. It's apparently the 1960s. There's 70s? a lot of sideburns. There's like some solid sideburns. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of sideburns. A lot of 70s. A lot of sideburns. It is not good. Occasionally fun. Uh, it's occasionally very inventive and yes. fun. Occasionally, it consists of you going, "Hey, I need you to you, no, you need to come over here and press the button." No, I can't. You have to press the button on the door too. We both we both have to be here to press the button on the door, and then the other person runs over and they press the button on the door, and it's okay. Yeah. And then it's occasionally a sequence where you are driving down a road and you murder upwards of thirty police officers, and then in the next scene, this is not remarked on, and the premise is that you are still sympathetic to this cop killing prison escapee. It is. It is like talk about ludo narrative dissonance. It that is crazy. Term, it like, is so yeah. insane. It is. It, it is. I don't think that in all of my GTA playing, I have never played a game that has been so dissonant. And that's in because GTA, it's like there's a. You just know the dudes are bad. Yes, and this is a linear storytelling experience. It's it's attempting to. to it's very filmic. It's basically a oh, movie yeah. that you watch in, while you're when you're not this playing. This is it. from the the heavy rain school of game yes. design, but even more linear. Yes, extraordinarily so. And and as a result, when you do murder, like. So many cops. So many cops. You're fleeing and all the that police, doing, and, they, and there's just so many. Also, so many cop cars. All that they you are doing so is chasing you yeah. because you escaped from prison. And like your characters may or may not be innocent, 
They're unclear. Kind of on the side of not innocent, though. But at this point, you are definitely no longer innocent <laughs> right. because you have been firing buckshot through the windows of <laughs> like, cop cars you are just encouraged. for it's like, like the 30 minutes. The only way to succeed in this sequence is to shoot through the windshield of a cop car and then another one pulls up behind it after that one flips into a civilian's home and explodes. And then you have to shoot through the windshield of this new cop car. Eventually, though, don't worry, you get in a boat and somehow they let you go. <laughs> It is it is, it. Just, it is it is mind bogglingly it is mind bogglingly bad. And I, I know that like some people would just say like it's a video game, get over it. But like this game thinks it's better than a video game. Oh god. It is So it doesn't it doesn't deserve that escape hatch. And the, the worst thing the more damning thing is how often it is just a series of really uninteresting not m- even quick time events. Not even quick time events. Like not even sub mini quick games. Time just like you go over there and grab that thing. Okay, I'll grab this thing. If we want to, we can stop and shoot basketballs for a while. Also, yes, you are on the run from the cops, and then every area is packed with Duke Nukem-esque mini games that are just like, oh, look, the pool table's interactive. Oh, it keeps score. But who gives a shit? I'm fleeing the cops. I just killed 80 policemen. (laughs) Like, I am the most wanted person in America. And we're hanging out and it's just like, oh, look at this. We can play baseball together. (laughs) And somebody had to program that while the dude next to them programmed this cop killing (laughs) minigame. And it is just, just it makes no sense. There are moments where you can see like some kind of brilliant ideas, and those usually ha- involve one person keeping a lookout while the other yeah. person is trying to accomplish something stealthily. And uh, I'm thinking of an early scene when one of the characters is in a hospital bed and the other one is sneaking around. Yeah, that's a to lot of fun. A wrench. And it's very smart. And then you're like, oh man, I can't wait to see how this evolves because this guy is very good at mm-hmm. finding, or the, this team is very good at finding mechanics and evolving them into interesting and in many ways emotionally resonant sort of like yeah brothers is a very emotional thing yeah and then it just doesn't (laughs) no it's just the same one you just get all of the cool parts up front and then you either repeat those cool parts or do lamer versions of them and it's true we didn't finish this game in the final two hours there could be some like really amazing it like, might become the greatest game of yeah. all time. And I doubt it. Don't I don't care enough. There's so much jank in it too. Yeah, like you just your run animation's bad. It's just not my very favorite. Good. My favorite part of this game so far has been when we played basketball with one of the characters' sons, and the two of us were just refusing to give the kid the ball. They're just dunking on each other. Yes. And of course, remember <laughs> we're fleeing the cops. This is immediately after I have sat in the back of a pickup truck and just murdered dudes. And then it's like, oh, now I'm just making this kid have a bad day. That's pretty fun. Uh, in any case, talk about kids having a bad day. I was going to say, father-son relationships. Yes. Let's move on to the ultimate bad dad. It's this game. Okay, we're talking about God, God of, of War. War. Ron Swanson is a dad. <laughs> <laughs> this game, God of War, just called God of War. I won $20 off of somebody in the past, <laughs> betting them that the next one would just be God of War. Tell me, what is this game about? This game is a Sony game, a yeah. first-party Sony game, which is to say it's about the relationship between an adult and a child in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> like That's what it is, dude. That's what they make. This one happens to be a father and a son. Sometimes it's a father and a surrogate daughter figure. I don't know. Fill in whatever you want. This guy fights demons. Uh, also, man, okay, where to start? Like, you are 
Kratos. Yes. The God of War. And you are, this is not a reboot. You are the Kratos of the prior God of War games. But which with are, a beard. But with a beard. And the prior God of War games, we should say, are, some people like them. They're hack and slash games that are violently misogynistic, first yes. of all. And like, so that was always what I didn't like about them. Yes. I've always kind of enjoyed the combat of them. Yeah, no, they feel all right. They're fun. They were always kind of isometric overhead games. Mm-hmm. Um, where you kind of ran from screen to screen, and they were they were gorgeous to look at. Yes, often it, like, technical they, tour de force. Yes, they were definitely like Sony Sony showing off. Always, this game is a new entry in that series, and they have done the Resident Evil Four trick. Welcome, where they take their game that was an overhead perspective and kind of clunky, and they put that camera behind your dude, and you murder. <laughs> And it feels really good. We are going to talk about that. It does and it doesn't. I don't know, man. This I think game, it feels, I think it often feels excellent. Let's just, let's just, before we get into story or anything. Yeah. I mean, just to summarize the story, you're Kratos, you have a son, you're, the son's mother has just recently passed away. The start of the game is you building a funeral pyre for yeah. your and, and wife or then whatever. the, the, Conceit of it is that you and your son are traveling to the top of a mountain to, to leave her ashes there. Yeah. Various conflicts ensue. It's a, it's a great little MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, and th- it does really good storytelling at the start, because I don't know the storyline of any of the other God of War games, yeah, right? But I'm like, well, this guy's like a god or something, right? And the game literally begins, you cut down a tree, and then he just picks up the whole tree, and you're just walking through the woods carrying a tree on your shoulder, and it's genuinely good storytelling where you're like, this dude is strong. Yeah. Like, and it's really effective. Yes. It's also funny because his kid is there, and his kid seems to be completely oblivious to the fact that his father is the most jacked dude ever. Which it seems is maybe going to become a plot point. (laughs) I mean, definitely that kid is gonna learn the true nature of kratos yeah um i I think that this game actually does a lot of really interesting little story things i'm i'm genuinely i'm loving it okay let's just come out and say it i i was not crazy about this when i started it i thought that there were there were some good moments like that it looks gorgeous but i was not crazy about the combat at first and i um was kind of like okay it's another story about like a dead parent yeah and like the then dads are dads are bad they're mean yeah um i have come around on this this is not a great game i would say in the tradition of like truly revolutionary games this is a very very good game i think this game this is, is awesome this is the netflix binge like binge game dude i cannot stop playing it you know what it is it's so the, that's camera. Exact, the camera the never camera cuts. never cuts and it's such a silly thing but it but makes it incredible. the most propulsive thing yes. I have ever put into a video game machine. It is out of control how compulsively playable it is because it is unrelenting. Yes. You are just, you turn it on and you don't stop. You just keep going because there's there's always, and it's so, it is so well streamlined it is paced and it's it's pacing is is shocking the way that it lays down little side quests that don't feel like side quests everything in it this game i really am amazed how parallel it is to resident evil 4 (laughs) thank you yes because it is this game is the resident evil 4 medallions quest to get the special gun the official game of the quest like that's what this is is it is a resident evil 4 style linear experience where occasionally it kind of branches out and you'll walk into an area and you'll see a chest like up on a ledge and you go if i want to i can go get that chest 
you don't have to. You could walk by it, and it's a linearish thing otherwise. But you can kind of explore the space, and then there's just tons of stuff to like hit and find all over. Yeah, it's, and it's not necessary. No, no, most of it isn't. But it's always satisfying. Oh, it's so good. And I think that, like, I mean, the I agree that Resident Evil Four is a very good example. Is that all, stranger? I think that in in to a degree, the streamlined nature of the storytelling also reminds me, of course, of The Last of Us. <laughs> which I'm sure was an enormous impact this on game, it. But whereas yes. The Last of Us is like a series of excellent TV episodes, each of which like moves along the larger story while also like containing a smaller inner story. This is like, this is like a, this is the bingeable TV show that like just keeps going. It is like the, the modern Netflix conceit of a TV show where you don't have episodes so much as you just have like our demarcation. It's just a block of It just keeps going. And it just moves. And it's, it's so satisfying. And, and it's just like, what if Ashley didn't have to hide in a yeah. dumpster but had a gun? And you're like, why doesn't Ashley have, have a, a gun? gun? Why isn't there a button and Ashley can just shoot dudes in Resident yeah. Evil 4, man? A wise choice, mate. Or jump on their backs and stab them in the back of the head. And then I do with a launcher and then he like kicks yeah. off of them and it's in a different move. Oh, it's so sad. When And that's the you're, thing you're, about... Your, your son can help you in combat, yes. we should say. And he is extraordinarily helpful very effective and this is my issues with a lot of the combat is boy does it build the more you build out your you know when i first started playing i was like okay this is relatively basic i've got it i think i've got it um the and i felt like the dodge was more effective than the parry but as i built out the move set i have been combat has become so much more fun i my biggest complaint about this game is i think that it starts you with far too little and even though Agreed. that that area, like that space of time, might be forty five minutes, it's really weird. Like they don't give you the dash until like fifteen minutes into the game. And I was yes. like, "Is this game broken?" I was wondering the same thing. Like it's it's super weird. There's they like gate a lot of the moves for reasons I don't understand. And I think that actually, like, I would expect that somebody in development was like, it will be too confusing for somebody if we give them everything at once. But in fact, it's much more confusing and disorienting to me when you don't give me everything. I agree. And I think that like they, even if they don't explain it to you, you should have something like that. You should like just have it. You should just front. be able to yeah. do everything. I mean, they give it to you in the first major fight or first like uh, boss fight. In the first fight. boss fight. But yeah. you fight things before that and oh, you, yeah, you fight do a bunch it, of things. And you're things. like, what is happening? Yeah. Because you just know it has to be there. The combos start changing the second that you can run because that opens up new attacks and like that that attack will let you run like sprint and then jump yeah and do the jump. i was trying to do that attack way before because i even had it, it just unlocked it should exist it feels natural yes. yes and i think that that's there's a strange element of the game where you have to buy upgrades for moves that feel like they should be part of the course agreed yes 100 percent agreed um i uh, still think that the combat feels the the control the way the control reacts to your hammer being or your your axe being thrown the and then throw having to fly back is to you. dude that one move that you have which is active reload on the throw so there's a move where because you, you can throw your axe at yeah. any time you throw the axe and then it the, you buy this thing that adds it so it flashes at a certain point in the oh. throw if you retrieve it because there's a separate button to retrieve yes you retrieve it during the flash your next move does more damage oh that's brilliant and it's so fun it's so yeah i mean the throwing of the axe when you throw it i sometimes will like throw it at the ground and have guys come to me and then pull it back and it sweeps them off their oh feet yeah yeah just because it like slides well it hits them on the, the on the way back it's them on the way back and, and it the just first sweeps time their feet it's the, so the oh. first time that oh, i so realized 
you could the way that you could juggle people in this game, I got really excited. Yeah. And when I am fighting an individual, I'm having the time of my life. I'm having an incredible time with this game. When I am fighting groups, there I feel like I must be missing something because I just get owned in certain cases. Like I just kind of get surrounded and the targeting is kind of sluggish and the quick turn isn't as like I had to remap the quick turn to the joystick, which helps. Yeah. But it's still like not as I, I just want it to be God hand. I love it. Like sometimes I just hit the God hand button for quick turn because I'm a fucking idiot. I and the first thing I did when I learned that there was a quick turn was go in because you can adjust it and see if there was the God hand one. <laughs> but I put it on the on the stick, which is better than having it on the pad. Like yeah. it's stupid to have it on the D pad. But it's, uh, I want to be able to just turn around really fast. And I, what it gave me is a real appreciation for God Hand's camera. Cool. Because mm. God Hand's camera, like in this game, you have the first person shooter style camera control. And I just wish that they could put the dodge on that stick. Crazy thing about that is that the old God of Wars, the dodge was on the stick. On the stick, yeah. And it's, to me, it's like the dodge should be on the stick. I shouldn't have to do this like button press dodge that, it feels kind of weird to me because it's like a double tap to roll and a tap for a God hand style front dodge. Boring. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I just find that like it has a dark soul style targeting. Hello. And what happens is I target a dude like Z targeting and now I'm kind of orbiting that guy, but then somebody else is like warping around or flying and I need to like untarget and get to this other person and I find that despite it having targeting, I'm very confused about like you who can, I'm going to hit. Yeah. Uh, I, with, Whereas in God Hand, I'm always very confident who I'm going to hit because the camera is just behind me. Wow. Yeah, I should say, this is no God Hand. <laughs> no. This is by no means God Hand. It does not feel like it's playing, a fast as Dark Tim Souls. Rogers said, like, like playing like a guitar solo. It is fast yeah. Dark Souls. It is fast Dark Souls. And I think that it is, I think it's better than Bloodborne, personally. Um, in its in its speed and its kind of like variety in the way that that like engagements go down. I enjoy fighting groups, but I have less trouble than you do. I use a lot of crowd control, like kind of like specials for when I fight groups, and then I do a lot of running and dodging out of there, and then like kind of reevaluating the situation. I don't like fighting big groups in small spaces. I, I feel I like say. there are just situations, there are some of the environments mm -hmm. where I just kind of can't tell what is happening. And then there are other situations, there's a section where you fight like a troll and a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I was like, this game... Oh my god! You can leap on the troll, and you're and jumping have him. around, yeah. and you're just like, man, this game is out of control. And I, it was a big open space, and I felt very in control of the situation. Yes, but then there are other situations where I just feel like the camera is not up to it, and I'm getting kind of kicked around, and my targeting is stuck on this demon, and then this other demon is like warping in and out, and I need to you know, change. I very rarely use the camera lock. See, and I'm there's an option in the menu to turn it off. And I I've wonder. Been, I've been wondering if I shouldn't be using it, but it's. There. I only use it when I ha when I'm one on one with a guy. To me, the fact that it's there is like kind of weird. If I'm not meant to use it, and oh yeah, I, I agree. To, it, it, there's just a strange thing there where I feel like there's something about this where it's kind of focused grouped into a place that makes me unhappy. <laughs> I it, I mean it's possible. Um, I haven't had the issues that you've had. Yeah, with I, it. I, it also could um, just be that I am terrible at this game. Totally plausible. I, he said it, not me. Hey, 
I get it. I can get good. <laughs> Maybe. It is. I overall find the the difficulty like very satisfying. Are you on the base difficulty or the higher up one? I'm on the base one. I started yeah. on the higher up one and I lost the opening battle like eight times in yeah. a row. And I was like, was this fun? I'm I'm <laughs> playing it on like the balanced experience, like That's standard what I'm difficulty. Yeah. And I'm having a ton of fun with it. I'm I don't think I'm very far behind you. No, I don't think you are either. Uh, I think we're, uh, you're, you're pretty close behind me. Yeah, I me. think we've played it for basically equivalent amounts of time. Yeah, I, um, I might have done some things that you haven't done in the in Midgar, the open world. Oh, did you go? Did you go meet the dragon? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this side quest in this game pretty lengthy. It is a very very good video game. Do I want to emphasize that. I I also. Yes, I think it's. I'm so excited. Also, when you are in that area, where I have you, other things to do hub, today, and I just want to play this video game. I know what you mean. When you're in that hub space and you can see all of the various worlds, and you're just like, "There's eight of these." Yes, and there's a you, moment when yeah. you realize like the scale of this, this game, game is, is much, much greater than I ever thought. A hundred. There, there are multiple times where I think that like there's one time yes. I was like, "Oh wow, this is a big game," and then I went. This is eight times bigger than the first time yes. I thought this was a big game. Yes, it just kind of keeps escalating. Yes. And it's almost, I think it, again, does itself a disservice by the way it opens. I think that they could compress that opening by like half. Yeah. And it would be a shorter game. But I think it would be an even crazier thing because you would just be like even more overloaded by it. Yeah, I agree. What do you think of the use of lore? I, as, a, as a Nordic myth aficionado... <sighs> The weirdest thing about this game to me, and I'm gonna totally derail this. I like I think it's cool that, you know, he's fighting the gods and yeah. I like Scandinavian metal and I'm just like, this is metal as shit. Like it's very this metal. is fucking metal. But it's like beautiful metal yeah. where like you occasionally have like some moments of grandeur yeah. uh, and grace. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Um what I really find weird and I'm I'm trying to square is like the language, which is all like Somebody fell out of California, and it's just like, "Yo, what's up, man? Let's go fight a dragon." And then other people will be like, "Verily, we walked the dark path." And you're like, yeah. "Wait, did the same person write all of this? This dwarf is just like, fuck that shit, motherfucker. I'm gonna go get laid." And you're like, "Who are you?" The two dwarf brothers, yeah. specifically. Yeah, I mean, there's the. Uh, yeah. I can't tell if it's like. Does this game take place in the present day, <laughs> like oh. in America? Like I, I have I no idea what's all been going translated on for us. But like some, by somebody who's trying to keep up with American colloquialisms, it's very. There odd. are some of the voice acting I am not crazy about. There's I the one dwarf brother good. who's like a bad version of Niles Crane, and so then I actually. So this is the my struggle. Yeah. I actually really enjoy the Dwarf Brothers, I but grown, I think that they well, are totally incongruous. This is this is how I've grown to like it. I agree that they're totally incongruous. I There are elements of this game where I've been legitimately moved by it in like probably about, I'm probably like six or seven hours in, maybe more. Yeah. And only in the past two hours have I been like, God, that was really powerful. And then I have wondered to myself, like, is this Stockholm syndrome? And I, or like, I'll see one of the dwarfs and I'll be like, it's him. That's exactly and where I am. He was like, I hated this guy when I first yes. met him. I was like, I was like, I thought this guy was like a bad gay caricature, like when I first met him. And now, like, he's kind of like warmed himself into being I, a real living, breathing dwarf. I think that the voice <laughs> acting is across the board very good. The kid, the boy's voice acting I has think really grown all on me. Great. I yeah. think everybody does a really good job. I just kind of don't understand the direction of it. Yes. But at the same time, 
everything is just so well made that I accept everything. The art direction is really stellar. It's out of control. It's like it's not too showy while also like constantly providing vistas. And when you see that serpent just like its body like laid over the mountains like a fucking scarf on a sofa, like it is just gorgeous and and oh, the, there's a that, giant turtle in this game, and it is the coolest yes. giant turtle I've ever seen in my life. One of my favorite moments in the game, you were actually approaching, and it's just like a very brief. Yeah, sh- I mean, it's, the whole thing is one shot, but it's just like a very brief shot that is just like wonderful. When you open some doors, and there's just like a vision that's just like fantastic and so well directed. Everything about it is good. It is a great video game. Yeah, I really. I am confident that there is something that needs to click with me in my moments of confusion in the combat, which yeah. I guess is the sign that it's good. But I also can't tell what I'm doing wrong. Um, so that's a little bit frustrating. I would recommend that you just equip some crowd control. But I have I items. have stuff like that. It's just that I don't really... It's It's not that I don't know what I want to do. It's just that I end up in situations where the targeting is failing me because a lot of the enemies now can fly and warp behind oh, yes. you. They make, so, that makes things very difficult. Don't use, I would say, just turn off the targeting. It's The targeting just really screws me up because like you just you know, you know have yeah. this guy and he's in front of you. You target him. Now he's behind you. And I'm not like, crazy about those guys overall. What's happening? But I know the ones that you're talking about. Worth pointing out, this game has a lot of different enemy types. A remarkable number. Remarkable number. number. Yeah, considering... Um, Having just come from playing like Metal Gear Solid Survive, mm. where there's like three. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot going on in this game. Yes. And I do think sometimes I'm like, okay, so all these enemies have a number next to their health bars, which is totally unnecessary. Like, I guess it helps. Too many me. numbers in this game. Yes. Way too many I numbers. I guess, like, the menus are insane. I love upgrading and I love going to the shops and I yeah. love spending my stuff, but there's just too much of everything. There's two meters on every enemy. You have, like, a stun meter and a, like, health meter. And I guess that the stun meter matters, but God Hand never had a stun meter and I always knew I was going to stun those guys. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that feels. And I like the targeting feels like this to me, where I'm like, I don't think this is the right solution to this. I feel like you think it is, but I kind of think that this could be more graceful. And so much of the game is so graceful, and so yeah. much of the game is so just sharp and minimalist. The the weird maximalist nature of all the interface elements sits very strangely with me. Yeah, the numbers probably should be under the hood. Yeah, I agree. I and I also say this as someone who is less into all the upgrades. Um, oh, I love it. I'm, I, I mean, I, love I just shop. I get nervous about like I I have so much I XP points, yeah, that I just need to spend. I more. just spend them on the kid. Yes, that's what I do, and that is my solution, oh, and I love it. He wrecks things. Yeah, he does, and it's so fun. And partially just because I want to see his new animations. Oh, it's so good. And when, when yeah. he's like, when you get a guy and you juggle him into the air, and then you just pop him with the arrows, and he's just up in the air next yeah. to you, and then you stun him out of that and just break his face open. Whoa. Yeah. Also, this game takes a lot from Doom. It does take a lot from Doom and, uh, in a really satisfying way. It does, although I actually... Not as good as Doom. Again, not as it. good as Doom, but... Because the crazy thing about Doom, so this game has a similar mechanic where you kind of stun enemies and then you can just press a button to do an instant kill on them. Um, and in Doom, uh, one, that regains you health, but two, it is very fast and never breaks the flow of your combat. Yes, it's this too game, slow. The animations on these kills take like 
10 seconds. That's no, five he's like to six. He's like grappling they, with a man with a spear, yeah. and then he's like throwing the man with the spear through the sun. And you're yeah. like, this is a lot. I just want you it's to not, snap his neck and drop him. It's not like a Final Fantasy VII summon. It exactly, kind of feels but it like does, it sometimes. It's, it's way too long. Given the pacing of everything Although, else, it feels it very It is long. really cool how it interacts with the environment because you can, you can throw the. The, you throw the dude, then spear yep. him, and then he like launches across like the crevasse, and you see him like hit the wall yes. on the other side. Well, and there's tons of things like that where I I have the move that's just like a heavy downward strike, right? Yes, and yeah. it like cleaves a dude in half. Yeah, but if you have swept the dude and they're on the ground like crawling away from you, that animation is different. Yes. If you do it to them. Oh, it's there's so much care. Everything given about to that it. Kind if you hit thing. a wall, it chips. It's it's everything is just like super polished. It's it is amazing. Most chips stick around. Yeah, dude. It's kind of like you you cleave like a wall with your axe and like it stays it's for a, a really great long time. Game. <laughs> the only thing that I've noticed that does disappear pretty quickly are the arrows. Yeah. Your that makes your sense. your son's arrows. Yeah. But man, this is this game is so polished and it is so very 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 good and it's i think that though that it's real it's real revol- like revolutionary contribution to video games is going to be the thing that i thought was just going to be like a dumb conceit and that's the camera that never cuts i think that the story of it is what's really surprised me. Well, I think that the, that's tied with the yeah, story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, so I'm right it's like there a, with It's you. sort I of like a direction decision, like the directorial decision yes. to make this all essentially just one long experience is the most propulsive thing that I have experienced in media Period. since since streaming began. To me, do it's, you remember the first time you ever streamed something and you were just like, oh. <laughs> Like, it's not even like the DVD yeah. thing where you have to, like, you're watching The Office season two and you're like, I still have to swap out the DVD no, for episodes you're just moving. eight through. Yeah. Well, to me, it's just like, you know, I, I forget, I don't know, when I saw Children of Men and I hadn't really mm. seen a lot of steady cam work. Or when you watch, like, Pride and Prejudice, that film adaptation that has all those steady cam stuff. Yeah. When you see these movies that have steady cam work that's just, like, extre- exceedingly long shots and it's just suddenly you're just like, whoa, this changes the experience of watching a movie very much. And it's remarkable that no one has done this before in a game. Yes. They hide all the loads in really, really slick ways. Which is so, so fun. In the same way that watching a steady cam shot is interactive yes. in so far as that you're like, how long are they going to do it? How long are they yes. going to do it? In watching it in the game, you're like, is this going to be, this is a loading section. This is such a, yeah, you're, I'm just in awe of how good the loading sections yes. are. It, it, it all, the whole game has that sensation that you had midway through that steady cam single cut thing in uh true detective where you suddenly are just like wait are they gonna do this they yeah you're like it's been one shot so far. yeah oh, is it wait a minute are they doing and this? you set a timer on your phone and you're, <laughs> it's it's like, like, all right oh i'm my in it god but this is i think that i agree that there is that element to it i think that there are a few moments where i feel like it sort of cuts in an unfair way one of them uh, where like it goes black momentarily and um I'll give it to him. Yeah, but I mean, I'll give it to him. I'll give it all. And I also kind of wish that they had solved like the entire. It loads so fast when you die. It's it, such a fast load. I on, on actually the PS4 do Pro, not know technically how they pulled this game off. Yeah, I on the PS4 Pro it loads super fast, yeah. and I kind of wish that they had avoided cuts in some oh, way. Oh wow! Because it loads so fast. I mean, if there was just no tip screen, because like fuck tip. I screens, think you need it though, because the game would just be, it, it there's would be an impossible. element to it where it's so propulsive, and then I finish playing it, and I'm kind of tired. 
because yes, it yeah. is just you don't stop you just go and uh, you know i'll just hang out at the shop screens for a while because i'm just like breathing for a yeah. second um but i think it, it is it is incredibly propulsive and i think that it's that's as much to do with the camera as it is to do with like the the pacing of the story and you said earlier this is an incredibly well-paced game and that's in the micro and the macro i am super it for a game that like started out and i was like I guess there's going to be gods and killing in this game. I just want to kill some stuff. I am super invested in this story. That's, that is exactly I want to know what's what going to happen. I was going to say, I went into this imagining that I was going to hate the story and really look forward to the combat. And instead, particularly because there's just combat scenarios that I don't enjoy, and I do enjoy some of them a lot, but it's sort of a crapshoot because some of the enemies, I just feel like I have no idea how to handle them. and I don't know how to improve. I'm looking forward to the story, and then I'm like, well, I'll do this combat for a while. It's fun. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's not, like, the thing that's driving me. The thing that's driving me is I'm just like, what is going to happen to this kid? This kid and his dad. Like, there, yeah. are, there are moments, yeah, it gets it gets real good. And I think that we're only, like, a fourth of the way into I, this. I, my real if fear not maybe is like an it's, eighth. it's just going to end. <laughs> that's like, I, 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 have, I actually have read about people talking about what their total play play time is i don't know you probably don't want me to share it with no, you no i don't yeah i know how you are about spoilers i just want to i just want to ride it out i'll just whisper into the microphone cover your ears <laughs> no um <laughs> it's a l- high play times like we're it is- l- it's it's much higher than any any number that you think it is it puts call of duty to shame i recommend this is p- very worth 60 dollars oh especially considering the size and scope of this game it doesn't even matter man yeah it is. You it is already. It has already been worth. Definitely, without question, been worth my sixty dollars. I'm you having have a, such a time. And it performs well on the PlayStation Four. It looks awesome. It chugs a bit on the old PS Four. Mm. Like weirdly, in the cinemas, occasionally it'll get kind of chunky. Oh, okay. But I also, yeah, it it can get a little grimy. But it's one of those things where when it started, you were fighting these very small groups of enemies. And I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're rendering this very pretty thing, and you can't have a bunch of dudes on the screen. And then they just ramp it up, and at a certain point, you're like, there are a, a lot, lot of guys dudes. on yeah. the screen. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's good. I, it gets, it gets my, my seal of approval. Matt's Nintendo seal of approval. Truly, though, like, this is the sort of polish and just, you don't get this outside of Nintendo games. Yeah, get like, it. That's the, that's the simplest way to say it. Yes. Man, what a good game. It's a good video game. Yeah, I highly recommend getting it. Be part of the zeitgeist. Like, play Ride it along. This wave, man. We're going we're gonna to be revisiting this. Um, I can't it, wait to play more of it. Yeah. I'm staying up tonight. I got other things to do during the day, but I'm going to finally like finish actual life and go to Midgar or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Niflheim. So uh, what did you like this week that wasn't God of War? I actually couldn't even think of something that I liked this week that wasn't God of War. <laughs> so your thing that's not a video game is God of War. Yeah, I think it might be God of War. I accept it. Honestly, I just am so enamored with it. Yeah, I, dude, I'm going to say the same thing. I actually had something, but screw that. This game yeah. is good. Yeah, this game is very good. Again, like we talk about God Hand, it is not God Hand, but it is it is a game that you will probably like more than God Hand. Die! Unless if you hang out with us and I, play God Hand. To me, though, it's... The people who made this game played God Hand. Nice. The people who made this game played God Hand, but where God Hand is go, this is maybe checkers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Not there's in complexity so much as like accessibility. Yeah. There's something about it that I'm just like, I know I can get my brain around it and I just haven't yet. And, yeah. and I'm 
looking forward to that moment, but man, it is cool. It is it is a very very cool it is game. It's so good. Like yeah. <laughs> we should go play some god some god of war for the first time. I almost said god hand. You're not Alexander.